Our scripture this morning is in Luke, in chapter 24, starting in verse 36. And while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I, myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still, not, they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and raise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. And then they worshiped him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Gracious and loving God. We thank you for the power of your holy word and for the witness of your resurrection. Lord, we thank you for uh, the work that your resurrection does in us, that we receive it and in you have life. Lord, as we gather around this scripture, we ask that you would open our eyes, that we would see our ears, that we would hear, open our minds that would come to know and understand your word, our hearts, that we would feel its power. Then I ask if you would open our hands, that in response we would offer grace to the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe there is extraordinary power in uh, intersections of things, particularly uh, in intersections of dates. Uh, maybe you have some of those in your life when, when two things happen on the same day and all of a sudden there is some, some beauty and some power that, that can overwhelm so many other emotions. There's a couple of things like that in our family's life. Uh, this summer we're going on a, on a family vacation and we've been planning it for a while and this family vacation is two things. Uh, my daughter, Addison, is graduating for high, from high school, and so this is her graduation trip. I mean, that's, that's the beginning of something different for us, like sending one off to college, whew, right? And it's also my wife, Lauren, and I, uh, my uh, 20th anniversary, 20 years. Can you believe she tolerated me for that long? I mean, it's a miracle, but when you, when you put those two things together, this 
20th anniversary and this graduation trip, there's something quite beautiful about it. And I've wondered if on this trip I'm going to find myself just kind of sitting in the backdrop watching uh, my family enjoy their time together and if there will be any tenderness because there is power in intersection. There's another date like that for us. Uh, My wife's birthday is December the 6th. And so we always uh, uh, strive to celebrate and honor her on her birthday as we have the habit of doing, right? Uh, On December the 6th, uh, 2012, my wife Lauren and I received into our home our foster son, which became our adopted son, Samuel James. And so my wife's birthday is my son's gotcha day. And December the 6th is a full, full day. There's power when those things come together, when, 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 when two things work together to, to, to bring a force. Uh, we should be aware and pay attention. I, I had a, uh, a, a physical image of this kind of strike me while I was uh, in Yellowstone National Park last year. Uh, I went hiking uh, with my dad in Yellowstone, and we went down the Yellowstone River Valley. We began uh, uh, north of the Upper Falls, and, uh, and while we began the hike, we were in a lush green forest, uh, vibrant and uh, full of life and vitality, and, and the air was just damp because of the, 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 the fruit that the river provided for all of nature. It was magnificent. Trees touching the sky. And, and, and as we went on down this hike, there were points at which the, you could take side hikes down to witness different things that were happening on the river. And so we got in the habit of doing this. And, and then uh, as we progressed on the hike, Uh, we could feel the scenery begin to change. And we went on one of those jaunts uh, off to the side to see the river. And when we arrived, I looked downstream and I was struck by the grandeur and glory of the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. Now, some of you are like, Grand Canyon of Yellowstone? It's not in Yellowstone. That's correct. It's a different Grand Canyon, but it's, it's the Yellowstone Grand Canyon. And, and as you look upon it, its, it's colors are, are just vibrant, and, and it, it looks like you're, you're, you're witnessing a painting before your eyes, and the sun is casting shadows and colors, and it's awesome and vast and magnificent. And after I had received that experience of awe, I turned back and looked back upstream. And there I saw a point of intersection filled with power. This is the Yellowstone Falls. And if you look off into the distance, you see the green, lush, flourishing forest And then in the foreground, you see the beauty and vibrancy of the colors of the canyon. And all of it happens in a moment. At a point of power where the waterfall flows. There is 
a point of power for us today in the resurrection experience that Luke depicts. Luke uh, speaks of this, of this story, this story where heaven and earth collide. Whenever, whenever we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And we're not only proclaiming this foretaste of that eventual glory, but we're also speaking of this very real thing that's happening here and now in our presence and even in us, where heaven and earth collide. And this beautiful intersection of time and place becomes a point of glory. And so in the resurrection experience that Luke depicts, there is earthy things, very earthy, and there are heavenly things, very heavenly. And, and these two things come together. So let's recall the story. And as I recall it very quickly, I want you to, to, to pick up on the earthy stuff and the heavenly stuff. We'll walk through it together. So, so the disciples are, are in a room, uh, other Gospels talk about this room as the doors being locked, and, uh, and there's fear of the Jews. And so they're in this room, and Jesus appears to them. And then Jesus speaks to them, and then he, he shows himself to them, and he invites them to touch his hands and his side. And then after uh, they witness all of these things, he realizes that they are still in shock. So in order to attempt to wake, him from their, wake them from their shock, he, he says, do you have anything to eat? And they say, we have some fish. And so he eats some fish in their presence. And after that uh, experience has uh, continued all the way through the eating, he then opens their minds to the scriptures to an understanding of who Jesus is. And then he tells them that they will receive power from the Holy Spirit. And then he ascends into heaven. All right, did you pick up on the heavenly stuff and the earthy stuff, right? All right, so the earthy stuff. Uh, he, he speaks. That's kind of a, like an like a audible, you could hear, right? We're working with some senses for a moment, right? So you could hear things. And so as you hear it, you could, you could tell that something is happening. Uh, and then he doesn't stop by speaking. He says, look, I am physically here. This earthy body has been resurrected and I can be seen. And then as though uh, our hearing and our sight wasn't enough. He says, touch, feel. You could literally put your hand in my hand. You could put your hand to my side where, where you can have that intimacy where flesh meets flesh. And now this earthiness should be, it seems, accomplished. But it's not enough. It's not enough Sometimes we are stubborn, amen? Sometimes we really have to have Jesus wake us up. And so as though sight and sound and touch was not enough, he then presents a witness to them by eating in their presence. All very earthy. Then, what is heavenly? What is heavenly? Well, first of all, he appears to them. 
All right. It doesn't say he knocked on the door and asked permission to come in. It doesn't say that he got out his key to unlock the door and walk in. It doesn't say that the door opened. It literally says that Jesus appeared to them. And because of this appearance, they thought he was a ghost. This is a heavenly encounter. And... Then after all of those senses are fulfilled and the eating happens in their presence, what does he do next? He opens the scriptures and he tells them what they mean. Now, you and I have probably had those moments where we say, Lord, what does this mean? We, we wrestle with Scripture and, and study Scripture and we seek wise counsel about Scripture. And, and then... We humbly come to Scripture and we say, God, what do you have in this for me? When we come to know and understand Scripture, it is a heavenly ordeal. And then Jesus says, look, you're going to receive spiritual power. Like the power of heaven, the power of God is going to rest on you and live in you. You have spiritual power. It is in, indeed heavenly and it's yours. And then he concludes by ascending into heaven. That's not an earthy sort of thing. Anyone? Okay, all right, so we're clear. That's not, so at the resurrection, heaven and earth collide and there is a grand intersection of power. Luke is awesome. I love, I love the gospel of Luke. That's the conclusion of his gospel. He then goes on to tell the story of the church, but he concludes the gospel with the resurrection. But it is an echo of the incarnation. And so if we turn to Luke chapter 2, uh, which is the story of Jesus's birth and the encounter of Jesus's birth uh, and the angel with the shepherds. We're going to read just a few verses, and I want you to listen for the intersection of heaven and earth at the incarnation, just as it was at the resurrection, so that we can understand the power that is there for us. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 and following, hear the word. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. By the way, does this feel out of place? Like, like it's not Christmas Eve service. So all of a sudden you're like, you're like, Jason, what are you doing? It's May, it's hot, it's 90 something degrees. I understand, let's dig in. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared to the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. It's so earthy. There's a town, a city of people, the city of David. And they're there for a, uh, this earthy thing called a census. 
And there's inns, and they're all full, full of people. And they're so full that there's no place for Joseph and Mary in the inn, so they are given a stable, and a baby is born. It's a really physical encounter. A baby is wrapped in cloths and is laid in a physical manger. This is a story that happens in the flesh, on earth, amongst people, and it is earthy. But did you catch all of the divine, all of the heavenly that's woven into this grand story? That that an angel of the Lord speaks this truth. That glory shines around them. That that all of a sudden, this, this, this witness of God is experienced amongst them. Heaven comes down to earth in this encounter. And this baby isn't only a baby, it's also the Messiah. The chosen one of God from birth. And then, did did you notice, after the the angel testifies to this, a heavenly host. Do you know what a heavenly host is? It's an army of angels, like a battalion of angels. And the heavenly host begins singing glory to God in the highest heaven. And so you have this grand intersection at the incarnation, as with at the resurrection, of heaven and earth, and in it is found power. In it is found power. There's there's a word common to both of these stories that I believe is, is a word of encouragement and invitation for us. That heavenly host, that heavenly host says, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace, peace. And on earth, peace. And do you remember what Jesus said when he appeared to his disciples at that time of resurrection? As he appeared, he said, peace. I want to offer up for you this day that at the intersection of heaven and earth, there is peace. Many of us are struggling today, struggling in mourning or grief, struggling with anxiety or isolation, and we are crying out for peace. And if we're not there today, we've been there in the past and we'll be there in the future. And in that space, we cry out for peace. And I want to offer this word of truth for you. Peace is yours because heaven and earth intersect in you the body of Christ. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is here and it is now. And so heaven and earth are colliding constantly and in it is available the power and presence of peace. Can we set our eyes on this grand gift and receive it in all of its power and all of its glory. Just as Mary did when she first heard this witness from the shepherds, 
The shepherds came and told of all they saw, how heaven and earth collided. And then do you remember what Mary's response was? She pondered these things in her heart. She carried the power of peace with her. Let us do the same this day and every day henceforth. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we do come before you thankful for this gift of peace that we have. The power of heaven and earth connecting and colliding. What glory is found there. So we ask that you would uh, use this word of truth to, to heal us, to reconcile us, to restore us so that we, your redeemed people, would walk out a life and a witness of peace in the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.